Hey everyone, welcome back to Basic Binges on the Nom Talk Network. How's everyone doing? Um, as we like to say here on Basic Binges, good things come to those who wait. And we know that you guys have been waiting for a smidge technical difficulties. Unfortunately, that is the nature of the internet, but uh, we appreciate you waiting. We love you guys for it. We love you guys for tuning in. And we are so looking forward to this because we love this episode of The Last of Us. And uh, as always, uh, I'm I'm your host, Mike Manalo from the nerdsofcolor.org, whattowatch.com, that's it, LA, um, and of course, Nom Talk Network. And I cannot do this show without uh, some of the best people in the world to do it with me. Um, I, we've got Jordan Orozco. Hey, Jordan, you want to introduce yourself to folks? Sure. Well, uh, apparently I need no introduction, um, but it's good to see you all. Um, I am so excited to talk about this episode. I watched it last night and uh, I have a lot of feelings. I'm like that girl in Mean Girls. Um, I just, I don't go here, but I have, I just have a lot of feelings. Um, but I did want to say it's kind of cold in my room. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of wanted to just put this on a little bit um, and just show oh. that it came in the mail. And God, it just, it makes me feel so warm. Um, and I just wanted oh Kenji, Kenji's family to know that I'm supporting the Gatewalker saga um, oh, for Kenji. It's actually really, oh, oh wait, and so is Mike. Look we are that. totally doing this, fellas. Oh! <laughs> we are totally doing oh, this. God. We are supporting the Gatewalker <laughs> saga. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This is literally- Kenji, so I hope your dad's watching. Um, yeah. Because oh, this is happening, this know. is happening. I, I, he went on a plane to Thailand. I don't know if he's. <laughs> I want to be on a plane to Thailand. What the hell? I mean, anyway, he, he's kind of having a, a a late birthday celebration. He's going scuba diving in Thailand okay. right now. But on wow, on the wow. day on the day that we all wore Gatewalker Saga, you know. Oh man, um, I wonder if my dad's actually tuning in right now because like. <laughs> I mean, like, hold on, let's take a look at the, the views right now. Who's in the views right now? Like, I actually am on my computer right now. So, oh, my God, he's not here. He's not here. <laughs> well, we can, we can take a screenshot. Bitch, we can well, take a screenshot. We'll, we'll take a screenshot, but you know what? We'll do it next week, too. Is he going to be able to watch the, the last episode of The Last of Us next week? Here's the thing. Even if he ends up not watching the episode, I know he'll tune in. And okay. um, like I've I've been telling him he needs to tune in to next like the last few episodes. Like I've been like you need to be there, you need to be there. And like, of course, last week I wasn't able to, but then like, <sighs> but yeah, I've been telling him we need to do it. I've been telling him, I've been telling him. So now that I know, I okay, I won't send him the screenshots just yet. Then I won't send him. The <laughs> yeah. Well, also yet. he can he can watch us. He can watch us on replay. So and hey, I if mean, Carol yes. if Carolyn joins next week and she's got a shirt too. I'm just oh, saying, right. all of us, yeah, all of us can do oh, it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Be like, this is, yeah, like, uh, wow, look at this, Mike. like three screens of just Gate screens of Gatewalker Saga. I, yeah. I'm so pissed that my dad's not watching this right now. Like, oh my gosh. Like, thank, thank you to all uh, our viewers, by the way, for tuning in to Basic Binges for us <laughs> to pimp out a completely different show, uh, by, by the way. <laughs> Uh, we we want to thank you guys for that support. Um, yeah, we love that. No, no, Kenji, we anything to support you, buddy. This is 
and oh my done. god this means <laughs> this means the world to us dude like thank you so much wow like yeah that just means a lot like <laughs> that i'm uh i'm overwhelmed actually i i just uh i don't know what to say i'm speechless thank you so much i uh no i mean this jacket I, is I mean, so warm and I, I look good in this. Let's be honest. So you thank do, you. But, yeah, that's a good but with shirt. the collar, this is a good. This yeah, with the collar too. With I'll, the I'll collar, the, yeah. Oh, that's wow. very like very like early two thousands Abercrombie and Fitch shit going on there. <laughs> that's that's um, okay. that's what I am aiming for for sure. Wow, absolutely. So you guys look great, dude. You guys look great, especially <laughs> especially that hoodie too. Like that hoodie looks good. It looks like, nice, man. It's yeah. So it looks yeah, warm. It's yeah, so warm. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so back to me. Um, so uh, I am uh, obviously enjoying my wonderful little uh, Nam Talk Mind Thai. Um, and I have a wonderful little, like, I think it's like a chorizo bacon quesadilla from a local little wonderful mm-hmm. restaurant called Spanglish. So shout out to my Spanglish peeps. Um, it's like small. It's across the street from the gas station that I usually get gas at. And they're very sweet, um, and it's locally owned. There's nothing like it around here. Um, and I've already eaten half of it, and it's absolutely delicious. So, yeah. Dude, I'm going to try it. Spanglish. Um, we'll we'll pimp out their restaurant, too, while we're at it. Do it. Um, Let's do it. Yeah. Spanglish. That uh, but, really good. <laughs> and in case you guys didn't realize, we've also got Kenji Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Kenji, you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> hey, I'm Kenji. Uh, uh, I am also part of the gatewalker saga as that was that was mentioned previously the gatewalker saga uh part of my dad's uh twitch channel over at kd in la um yeah it's a dnd channel where um yeah we've been doing some really cool stuff the last campaign was uh was actually a lot of fun you, you know the last game we did was really fun uh go check us out uh we have all of our i think we have like the last as many episodes as we can archived check out the adventure it's a lot of fun I play an Eldritch Knight. He kind of, he's based on the Witcher, but he's also breaks the fourth wall a lot, making pop culture references. So everyone thinks he's crazy. So it's fun. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> Very cool. Are you eating or drinking anything? You know, good old fashioned water, but every now and then you might see me uh, grab a beverage, a Dr. Pepper perhaps. So sure. Every now and um, then, but right now I I I gotta plug the I gotta plug the Gatewalker saga right now because we haven't done that so far. We haven't show. yet at all. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, I don't even know what we're talking about. What what gate what? No, that's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. And, Thank you so um, much, guys. I, it really means a lot that you guys. It means a lot, really. It's what really. we do. It's it's what we do. Uh, you know, you're part of our crew, so we got to do this. Um, and just for the record, I am just drinking on a, you know, nice green tea with a little bit of honey in my Wolverine mug, I guess. It's kind of the ultimate design. Anyways, um, but yeah, um, guys, should we get into cordyceps and cannibals and craziness and everything like that? Oh. I feel like we got a lot to deconstruct here because last night's episode of The Last of Us was insane. It was dark. It was probably the darkest of the episodes so far mm-hmm. um, in a in a show that's just pitch black. Um, but it was also incredibly exciting, incredibly heartfelt. Um, there was a lot going on in this episode. And uh, yeah, overall reactions. I mean, do you, do, how much did you guys like this episode? Um, I, Jordan, I'll start with you. Thoughts on overall thoughts, you know? 
I was not expecting that. <laughs> like, I'll just tell you from the jump. And, you know, we already have Joel who's like, you know, debilitated. He's at the lowest point of, you know, a human, right? And um, Ellie's basically put in survival mode and trying to, you know, get them food, do all that stuff. And then um, it just, it kind of, ex it, it, it accelerates from that point, right? Because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's gonna you know what's going on and i know people that have played the video games are like oh this is that part but for me um excuse me the the only part that i sort of uh i stopped at was after in the game was after um ellie and joel left uh the town that uh joel's brother was in and then like that's when i stopped playing the game you know I, it's not that I, I just i didn't have a ps4 and like all that stuff and so um seeing this was just like a total surprise for me and I didn't it was just like twists and turns and all that stuff um I do have to give a shout out and I knew you probably were going to mention it later to Troy Baker who made a <laughs> wonderful appearance in this fucking thing I have had the hugest crush on Troy Baker and I didn't even know it was Troy Baker I have had the hugest crush on Troy Baker ever since I've played um Bioshock Infinite because he mm -hmm. has Booker's voice um, and, uh, they, you know, there's a, there's a song clip and I think I found it on YouTube of like him and the woman that plays Elizabeth singing, um, uh, fuck, I forgot what the, uh, um, there are loved ones in the glory, that one. And like, it is absolutely beautiful. And that's one of my favorite songs. And, so, and I know it's like a remake, but, um, and so Troy Baker just like, I was like, is that Troy Baker? That's Troy Baker. No, it's not. It's not Troy Baker. It's a like it's a random white dude. And then I was like, "That's fucking Troy Baker." Troy Holy Baker. shit! Yeah. And so it was. It was awesome. But overall reactions, I went through every single stage of the grief process in this entire yeah. uh, episode. So, absolutely. And and by the way, for those watching. Uh, you might be wondering who Troy Baker is. Troy Baker is the original Joel, literally. Um, in the video games, he plays Joel. Multi-talented, genius actor. And I'm not saying just a voice actor, because he is a phenomenal voice actor, obviously. But he actually really is, in general, just this very talented, very genius uh, actor. If you get a chance, after next week's season finale, I'm not going to tell it to you. I'm not going to tell you to look at it now, but look at it now. But definitely after next week there is a behind the scenes uh piece of footage of troy baker in the motion capture suit with the actress that plays marlene in the motion capture suit when they're doing this and then they full-on start doing an opera and they're just nailing it they in the in the middle of filming one of the scenes one of the key scenes from the ending of the game uh, they are just nailing this operatic thing. Troy Baker can sing. Troy Baker can act. Troy Baker can dance. Troy Baker can voice act. Brilliant, brilliant man. So to have him on the show, uh, not even meeting up with his his co his his Last of Us live action counterpart, but you know, um, just just as James or Buddy Boy as. Uh, <laughs> as uh, 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 sorry, I was going to say Bella. Ellie <laughs> likes to call him. Um, you know, uh, it's it's an honor. It's awesome just to see him like that. So we he also that. he also <laughs> hosts the uh, Last of Us podcast. That's right. Um, yes, with with, uh, with the two directors um, right. every week after it ends. So definitely after you watch 
you know, ba- basic binges. Uh, go there for a less for a more amateurish podcast about the show <laughs> from people who know less about the show than we do. No, I'm kidding. I'm. I'm oh my kidding. god, we're so check pro. <laughs> we're so yeah, like, pro. <clears throat> check check Neil the war Druckmann, Who's that guy? Like, oh, I bet that guy doesn't even have a resume. I bet that guy oh doesn't even have a resume. Yeah. Jeez. he's never even picked <laughs> up a camera. <laughs> um, Kenji, overall thoughts of the episode. I asked right as you right as you bit into something. Um, <laughs> sorry about but that. one of these um so I'm brought up to mention I'm chewing on these uh Haribo sour streamers. Uh, nice. I, I'm sour really sour. glad it's that and not like caramel or something like that. Like dulce de leche that you're just like <laughs> oh god no <laughs> yeah yeah no, no, peanut no. butter. So <laughs> yeah. I thought this episode was great, obviously. Troy Baker yeah. was fantastic. We got yeah. we got to mention Troy Baker uh, because I feel like a lot of us don't really see. I mean, this guy does. I mean, he has done live action stuff, but it's not widely accessible and widely seen as as the other, as his motion capture and voice action work, uh, voice acting work has been. So the fact that we actually get to see him, you know, kind of doing his thing is great. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, but also. Um, well, of course, when I first saw it, I, it was a part of me was kind of like, okay, that's either Troy Baker or a guy that looks a lot like Troy <laughs> Baker. <laughs> your general run the mill white guy. Yeah. Imagine I mean, your disappointment when you found out it was someone who looked a lot like Troy Baker and not <laughs> oh, Troy God. Baker. No, I'm, I'm not going to lie, though. I went through the entire episode, just every episode, the entire episode, just waiting like, Okay, I'm gonna wait until the credits until I find out it's Troy Baker. Like, I just kept like thinking that the entire time. I was like, it kind of sounds like Joel too. <laughs> I waited until the credits. Like, I I waited. I didn't look it up. I waited. But um, but no, I thought it was uh, I thought it was so well done. Um, yeah, he did great. Uh, the fact that it also picks up kind of you know where we last saw Joel too. You know, was just great. You know, kind of. It, it, I love that's the kind of like the thing that I like about this show is that it really unless it's like strictly dictated mm-hmm. it the, the passage of time between episodes is meant to be very 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 short and I really like that yeah. you know so you know I, I really really like it and the fact that the, the episodes these past few episodes I've been picking up like immediately right afterwards is the I think yeah. it was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, the, the character, the, this, uh, just everything that we have to see, you know, it, it's just, it's crazy. I, I, I just want to keep going on and talking about it because the, the, the cast of characters that we end up meeting later on between, you know, obviously Troy Baker's uh, James, and then of course there's uh, David, uh, the yeah. preacher, which mm. I mean, it, it just, oh my gosh, like, just everything about this episode, like, and ultimately, I think what I think it means is just, it, uh, there's a let's keep talking a about it. Let's, there's a lot to unfold about this. So let's, I want to keep talking. So let's, let's we, keep going. We totally will. <laughs> but Kenji, uh, you actually have a special request from Mr. Q-Ball. Uh, our first oh, no. redemption of the evening. <laughs> 300 yeah. points for You're So Punny. And he, he hand-selected you. Uh, because he knows you're a master at puns. So um, let's, uh, you got a pun for us in there? <laughs> yeah, give me one 
second. One second. Okay, yeah. Maybe we should have won our Um. Oh, man. What should I do with this one? Uh, oh, so uh, I guess this is more of a Japanese language uh, pun, and or if you know anything about like Naruto at all. So, uh, uh, so uh, Uchiha Sasuke is uh, walking around the village one day, and someone walks up to him and goes, "You're Uchiha, right?" Big fan. Now, the Japanese language Uchiha actually means fan. Oh, <laughs> which is what's actually what Sasuke's like house symbol is is one of these. Uchiha. Got it. Got it. Okay, that works. That works. <laughs> I love it. That works. I like it. I like it. All right. Oh no! Uh, well, well played. Oh, my family watches the show. Cubal, Cubal loved it. By the way, Cubal loved it. He, he's got, he's got the emojis with the laugh crying. You know. I mean, oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Props, props. All right. Hopefully you're. Oh, uh, you're... he said he's a big fan. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Slow burn. That was. Good. You know what? It's better than nothing. Yeah, it was good. It was good. That it was, was good. Kenji, Kenji, that was yeah. really good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, <laughs> no, Cuba it's, loved it. It's a, bi- it's a bilingual that. joke. It's a bilingual yeah. joke. You have to speak Japanese to get it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Big, big J Dub also loved it. Said big fan. And then Boruto is legit burrito. Um, I think that that might be a Naruto thing. And uh, well, it was great, Kenji. Um, Cuball, Cuball loved it. He he well, commented literally. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought Boruto was straight up just Bolt. Like yeah. that's why I like the the in the name for Boruto. Like if you actually look at the Japanese title for it, like the the duck, the little dots that you use to make a character go buh or duh or anything. Anyways, a, a hard consonant. Yeah. Uh, those ones are they're, they're actually the shape of bolts. That's why I was like, uh-huh. and Naruto straight up uh, Uzumaki Naruto literally means. Uh, uh, the spiral of a fish cake, like the ones that you get in your ramen. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, so not so Boruto's name literally means spiral of a bolt. Uh, okay. <clears throat> all right. All right. But anyways, back to what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we have to. Summer. We we do have to. De- we do have to deconstruct a lot. So, we we do meet up with Joel and Ellie. Joel's not doing too good. Um, you know, uh, Ellie is really doing her best to try and keep him alive, which is really sweet when you guys think about it. Like this relationship, how much she loves Joel, um, all of the effort that she's putting in to just keeping him alive. She, you know, that people who are wondering what the point of the Left Behind episode was, it's really Ellie's state of mind, you know, in terms of whether or not she has the opportunity to leave him behind, but she doesn't leave him behind because that's the last person left in her life that she loves. And we see that with all the effort that she's putting into trying to keep him alive, feeding him, trying to at least uh, keep him hydrated, all of that. And, and you know, um, she goes hunting and, you know, we're intercutting between that and a town called Silver Lake, which is actually a resort, we find out, a fake town. Um, and uh, a, a man giving a sermon 
talking about the book of revelations, you know, and um, really a, a distraught young girl um, named Hannah, which by the way, I found out today, thanks to, I think a video from new rock stars, Hannah actually translates to grace, I think in Hebrew, um, uh, you know, basically crying over the death of her father and wondering when they can bury him, you know, um, at which David says, oh, you know, the ground is, the ground's too frozen for us to bury him right now. Um, you know, and she's like, but, you know, whatever, we we know what, we, we actually find out what he's really doing with these guys, um, which is really, really awful. Um, and, and, you know, Ellie goes hunting, catches herself a buck, because she's a really good it's actually a really good shot now that uh, that she's learned a little bit from Joel. And um, yeah, uh, that's they they happen across the buck that she shot and they try and take it. But she, of course, being Ellie, just like, you know, raises a gun to them and threatens to put one right between their eyes. And um, yeah, like it's just uh, it ends up just being this really tense meet cute between her and David and James, a.k.a. Troy Baker, um, you know, where she demands penicillin in exchange for half the deer. Um, I'm going to stop there and just ask you guys your thoughts on the introduction to David in the, int the introduction to Silver Lake and basically everything going on with Ellie and uh, and Joel at this time. Um, thoughts on thoughts on all of this um, and, and how you guys took to it, what you guys thought about it. Oh, well, I'll go first. Mm -hmm. um, I think this episode, I mean, the way that it starts off, the way that it kind of presents the character of David, where obviously we already, as an opera, first of all, I don't know who the actor is who portrays on. It's really sucks that we're all about like, oh my gosh, Troy Baker, when like the guy who's playing David is, doing, <laughs> is acting his ass off. And they're like, and you... We haven't learned your name. I'm sorry. What's your name again? <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like that awkward morning. It's like that awkward moment at the party where like you're talking about how awesome everybody else is, but then you can't remember this one person's name. You remember everybody else's name, but this one person's name. He he is a an actor named Scott Shepard. Um, Scott Shepard. Thank you. Yeah, he's he's been in a few things. He's, he was in Dark Phoenix, but no one would know that because no one watched that. And uh, you know, he was. I, I did, but I don't remember it. Excuse you. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty, I was pretty sedated when I watched Dark Phoenix. So I'm not that's how lie. you should watch Dark Phoenix. That's that's the right way to watch Dark Phoenix. But he would play Jean Grey's dad, anyways. Um, but yeah, he character actor did a phenomenal goddamn job as David. But Scott Shepard, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he did. A, I mean, Scott Shepard. You know, the way that he's introduced, like we as an audience were already like, we see like a man who's obviously clearly having a hard time leading a very hesitant community. But you seem like he, he seems like like a man of faith. But the way that he portrays him, like already, you kind of feel like something's kind of off. Yeah. About all of it, like just with that statement, even before he says the statement, the the ground is too frozen. Mm -hmm. Like there's something a little bit off about everything, and I love the way that he's, it, just how cunning this character is. Ultimately, you mm -hmm. know. And just how ultimately just 
we end up finding out just how fucked up he is. But like he, he like just how just how just how complex this character is is so great. And obviously, you know, if you've played the games, you recognize David. Um, uh, of course, of course, uh, Jordan, you didn't get to get past this portion, but like you know, Mike, you and I, we both know that you know we we recognize uh, David from the from the series. But <laughs> yeah, just the the you know he's I very much prefer this portrayal of him so much more than I mean don't get me wrong the performance in the game is great but yeah. there's there's something I mean I think it's just the idea of there's there's a like there's a layer of just the fact that it's tangible like it's actual people mm-hmm. is what makes it so much more compelling I think yep. but yes yeah <laughs> my Mike would like to point out that Big J Dub has redeemed third person for 300 points so for the next uh Five minutes, I believe. Um, we are sorry. Jordan, Mike, and Kenji will be talking in third person um, for for a little bit. Um, Mike would like to point out that, um, interestingly enough, David in the game is played by Nolan North, who many of mm. folks will remember mm-hmm. will recognize <laughs> as as the uh, the other co lead or the other lead in most of Naughty Dog's big franchise games um mr uh uh god why am i forgetting nathan drake's name nathan drake yeah in the end <laughs> yeah so wait i believe i believe nolan north is nathan drake right yeah, yeah. Right. okay yeah so dave sorry mike believes it's it's nathan drake anyways um uh, and nolan north uh but nolan north is david in the games in the in the show it's scott shepherd and mike thought actually Scott Shepard might have given a much creepier, more subtle performance as well. Um, so it's 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 really interesting uh, seeing that performance and and having you know um, Scott Shepard kind of reenact a character that is arguably creepier than any clicker or bloater that the Nom Talk Network has seen so far. Um, Jordan, thoughts on? Mike would like to know your thoughts on this setup, this this first half of the episode. So here we go. This is the worst freaking thing that Jordan hates. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, Jordan knew something was way off uh, when we first got introduced to David. And Jordan was sitting there and was like, Whenever you introduce somebody that has to do with some religion or anything in any series that has to do with this, right? And this was the same thing in Walking Dead. It was the same thing in um, a lot of other zombie films that Jordan has seen. There's always something off and something that, and so Jordan's immediate reaction to David was like, Mm-mm, I don't believe that, like something's going on. Um, and so throughout the entire episode uh it it was you know not surprising to me at the sort of uh, when when the veil was lifted and everything was sort of you know uh, you know uh, when everything came to light you know and all that stuff uh jordan was not surprised but i was still disgusted by everything right like and you know, there's there's times that you would think that in these moments that like, yeah, there's going to be these types of people, but they're going to be far and few um, that 
you don't necessarily or you won't necessarily encounter them but in this right like it in 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 in, in sort of like a moment of dire need uh Ellie and and Ellie specifically encounters this right and has to deal with this by herself cuz Joel's down for the count like he doesn't know what's going on Ellie doesn't know how to give him antibiotics that clearly they've traded right and um I think that um you know, obviously it worked, right, in the end, and obviously that, you know, we'll talk about the latter half of the episode later, but, you know, Jordan was really sort of turned off by, like, the introduction to David and definitely James, even though it was Troy Baker, and Jordan was like, it's Troy Baker, hey, um, <laughs> hey, Booker, what's going on? Oh, you're bad, okay, but still, hey, you know what I mean? And so it, it, it was a, uh, it was definitely something that, uh, like I said, wasn't surprising. Well, like Jordan said, wasn't surprising, but at the end of the day, um, still was extremely impactful. And I think Kenji's right uh, that, you know, he added some type of creep factor mm -hmm. that Jordan wouldn't have been sort of exposed to if it was in the video game that you kind of can't like get from it that you would get from sort of doing a live action interpretation of the video game. And I definitely was creeped out. I was like this fucker. So, um, yeah. Mike is quite impressed with the way that the last of us as a show really handles the, these thematic ideas of faith and, you know, kind of blind, blindly following these sorts of, uh, faith, faith, you know, moments of faith, I guess, from leaders who really aren't meant to be leaders. I think leadership is actually another big theme running through the show. Um, but, but you know, Mike remembers that like several times throughout the series, people talk to Ellie and, and suggest that she's going to make a great leader. And that's not incorrect. I think, she, you know, she would. Um, but whether it's it's taking Joel's lead or or uh, the lead of Maria or the lead of um, you know David or the lead of Kathleen, um, there's there's several ideas about leadership that are challenged. I think throughout the throughout the course of the show, I I feel like I've said Mike has felt like he has said. I too many times through that statement, but oh, we're clear. Okay, great. So it's it's good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Clear. Sometimes when we get dealt uh, punishments, I will try and spin as much as possible <laughs> and use up time as much as possible so that we can we can clear it. But um, <laughs> that being said. Uh, sorry for uh, if I slipped several times and said uh, I or me or anything like that through the duration of chatting. Um, You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Probably because no, I, I said I like three times in, in my thing. And yeah, it's all good. So. It's hard. It's hard. You guys, it's hard doing third person. I don't know how the rock which is why I hate that. So when really? somebody does that, I have a personal vendetta. So oh, who are it's... you? Big JW91. <laughs> Reveal yourself. Revelio. <laughs> man. Yes. Um, We got to watch out for that one for sure. Um, That being said, we get to the, the you know, the set, the next bit of the episode where Ellie sits down with David 
and to me, this is kind of the creepiest scene, pro- possibly in a show, in, in an episode with so many creepy moments, because he's sitting by the fire and he's talking about how he found God after the apocalypse. And she kind of, she's, she's starting to let her guard down a little bit because he seems on the level. Oh, I was a teacher and I found God and everything happens for a reason. And then he goes, and this is a creepy ass moment in the game too, where he goes, for example, you know, uh, we had a party of, of four people going out scavenging. Only three came back because one of them was killed by a crazy man. He was traveling with a little girl. And he, <laughs> at that moment, he, you know that he knows who they are and that he's planning something. And even when James, who probably takes, I'm not going to say it's a rational reaction, but it's understandable for someone to want to shoot Ellie if he wants revenge, um, you know, so therefore less scary. Um, you know, James is taking arms against Ellie. David says, put your guns down. And then David lets her go. And to me, I think that's even creepier than mm-hmm. if somebody had guns on her uh, because, you know, that he's got plans for her later. So he lets her go. He gives they give her the penicillin. She runs home. She injects Joel. Thank God, Joel, you know, it, it ends up working, um, but not before they they start to hunt her down and they track her down. And they try and find where she is and where Joel is. And she knows that they're after her. So she tries to lead them away and she gives Joel a knife. And she's like, just defend yourself. You got you got to stand up. You got to wake up. You got to defend yourself because I'm going to try and lead them away. If anyone comes down here, you know, you got to you, you have to you have to try and kill them. Um and unfortunately, you know, um, they shoot Ellie's horse, uh, the horse that Tommy gave them, which is kind of sad and sucky for the horse. Um, and uh, it, it knocks Ellie out and they they kidnap her and take her back to Silver Lake um, just as people are starting to invade uh, Joel's house. Um, Joel wakes up. Joel is able to defend himself. I'm going to stop there. And I want to know what you guys thought of where joel's at once he starts defending himself and the consequences thereafter as well as kind of the interaction the big the big scene really between david and ellie where he kind of reveals to her his intentions and stuff jordan i'd love to start with you what are your thoughts yeah i so when this happened i was like shit like one of two things is gonna happen like joel's gonna die for some odd reason or some miracle is gonna happen and neither of those things happen right like basically ellie gets taken away but joel basically ends up uh you know waking up and uh i I think at this point for him it was a paternal instinct right where he's just like no he's like no this is what's gonna happen so you know we get that scene where he's torturing the two people and he's like not like you're gonna tell me where she's at or i'm gonna fuck you up and then he fucks them both up right like and then it happens um and you know, it, this was a really, like, harrowing scene because, you know, David's, like, find her. Like, like you, you, we know where she's, like, get her, right, basically. And at this point, she's injected Joel twice with antibiotics. And, you know, apparently he's not, he's fine, but not fine, right? So he's in, like, a super weakened state. Um, but eventually he sort of finds out where she's at. And um, <clears throat> it was, it, 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 it was definitely like one of those things where i was like okay there's hope but also she just got taken away by this dude who's definitely suspicious right like who 
is saying all this weird shit. And I hadn't connected the dots yet. Like I had not like been like, oh, not only is he pedo, but he's like a fucking like lunatic and they eat people, right? Like I hadn't made those connections yet. And so I'm sitting here like shit, like what are they gonna do with her, right? And and so um, I sort of appreciated and uh, <laughs> I was glad that Joel was doing what he was doing, right? Yeah. To 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 find out where Ellie was. So yeah, I'm gonna stop really quickly and tell everyone hydrate, cue ball redeemed. So cheers, guys. <laughs> yep. Uh... all right um now given that break uh kenji thoughts on thoughts on all of that and also on what jordan kind of said um you know so jordan ended up making saying the reveal about david just a second i don't know if anybody caught it just the fact that he was um uh i don't want us to get flagged for saying it so we'll just say he's a a pedestrian uh he's a pedestrian yeah He's a pedestrian file. Uh, he's a. <laughs> um, he he's uh, so so there's so in that moment where he mentions like how like how you mentioned like you know, uh, Dave uh, James Troy Baker uh, shoots the horse and knocks out uh, Ellie, and in that moment he actually goes up to her and he goes to shoot her. Mm-hmm. Now, when. He, but now for us as the viewers at first glance you think like oh he's doing this because like he just wants revenge he he shot alec you know, you know she's the reason why alec got killed you know and uh, so you know i want revenge kind of thing but also when you think about it james is also the only one that knows the truth about anything that's happening in yeah. the town yeah. including david's taste for um uh younger people so mm. because of so in a way you might even be thinking that he's trying to put her out of her misery before that could even happen like he Very knows possible. he knows that people are being eaten up like when they're running out of food what do they do they chop up the pe- they chop up the people like that that's a beautiful reveal when we see like the whole idea of you know, when they're at the soup kitchen where she goes, what is this? It's venison. And then the deer comes in. Deer comes in. Yeah. And then the deer comes in. You know, like that reveal, like, like that's just like, it's so phenomenal. And I, I just so well, first of all, well written for one thing. And uh, just so in that sense, like, I feel like I'm wondering, like, she, there's like just the fact that he knows that he, he's the one who knows that much. And just and also just how joel uh he, he i kind of feel like if it was any other situation he'd probably be like if somebody came in he'd be like whatever take me i don't care but just the fact that there's now this bond that he's created with ellie there's like that if i mean as far as he's concerned ellie is first of all ellie is as we see very capable yeah. she's very capable on her own she's very much capable but she also very much relies on Joel in a way too. And also Joel even thinks about like, he doesn't even consider that she's capable of protecting herself. So he's basically like in that mindset of, if, I, if I'm if i not there, who's going to? 
So there's like that moment of where it's hilarious because they talk about it in the, the podcast for the show. <laughs> Joel's only at a te- Joel is only at ten percent, and yet he completely decimates two guys that are at a hundred. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> and then he goes, and then he has a torture scene that would, that even Liam Neeson would be like, "Wow, yeah. I'm impressed." That's quite the. Uh, that's quite the uh, the torture the, scene. Quite the kneecapper. Um, yeah. <laughs> it has a particular set of skills. <laughs> but I mean, like, I think I think that speaks to the fact that like Joel still, even though he's been through all this shit, right? Like, yeah. he still has this like paternal instinct to is that right? Paternal? That's like the dad. Paternal. Not, not yeah, yeah, paternal. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, and like he still has this paternal instinct where he's like. I don't give a fuck if I'm at 1% or 100%. Like, I need to find this. I need to protect the person that clearly I care for. Clearly I, you know, um, that, you know, can defend herself. But at the same time, it's still a little, it's still a girl, right? Like, it's still in a world that, like, she shouldn't be in. And so I think, like, at this point, I was, like, sitting there and I was, like, fuck yes. Because I'm, like, this is exactly what I'd be doing, like, even if it was for somebody that wasn't my blood or wasn't my kin, right? Like, you, you would do anything for, for, for an individual or somebody that you that you care for, essentially, right? Well, I mean, I feel like that's the underlying theme about this episode is, is I think that um, how each episode has, like, a, like, an under, like, a theme going on with it. I feel like this one is about, uh, is paternal love, you know? Yeah. We have Joel whose paternal love is obviously very pure and very much about not mm-hmm. about him it's about mm-hmm. her really which of course as we know further down the road it, that line gets a little bit gray yeah however <clears throat> but then we also have you know the preacher david yeah. who he's he he is the paternal figure in the community like he even says to hannah like you know, like at first he's very, very nurturing to her, but then he's also clearly a completely abusive asshole. And yeah. you know, he backhands her, and rather than helping her up, he puts his hand out to her so that she has to take it. You know, real gaslighty yeah. abusive shit. And yeah. uh, he even says, you know, you. It's like remember that you will always have a father, and when he is speaking, you will show him respect. Kind of thing. It's like so clearly. It's like he's there's one that's paternal love, huh. and then there's one that's patriarchal. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. very different, and, and it's carry- it's very different. And I think like that's like the theme overall that's happening in that mm-hmm. episode. And we and it, and it's basically there's love where it's very pure, and then there's love that's very selfish, and yeah, very just twisted and yeah, oh so fucking dark, yeah. It's it's the difference between love and dominance, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. like he, it's you're right, a hundred percent that. When you look at Joel and and Ellie and the way that they love each other, the lengths that they'll go through, the the, the sacrifices that they'll take just to ensure that the other one's okay. Like we see with Joel, that kind of Herculean strength, you know, the mom's lifting the car to save the baby kind of situation. He is at 10%, as you kind of alluded to, Kenji, and yet he's able to take out these guys because he is just filled with rage with concern with worry he has one singular goal in mind which of course harkens back to the idea of purpose and that purpose being protection you know that kind of bill and frank kind of um bill alluded to um 
you know, and, and he's, he's not, he's not having any of this. He needs to protect Ellie, you know, um, that's, that's the one thing that he, he wants um, more than anything in the world. And then on the opposite side of the spectrum, you've got David who really is pretty much just in it for very selfish reasons. He wants to be loved. He doesn't, he, he doesn't love purely. He, he wants that power, he wants the dominance He'll do anything to keep it, including eat people and feed people to people, you know, um, you know, the way that he is with Hannah, you know, and and just the the, the nature of how he craves, um, so, you know, people worshiping him, you know, it's it's disgusting in every sense of the word. So I, I do love that this this episode definitely explores both that. Yeah. Um, I wanted to address a poll really quickly because uh, Cuball, our good buddy um, who's on, wanted to ask which character we identified with most, uh, Ellie or Joel. Uh, we have an overwhelming 75% of poll takers saying that they all identify with Ellie and uh, 25% identifying with Joel. Cuball himself said uh, he understands where Joel um, has been throughout this journey. But he himself also identifies with Ellie because she wears her heart on her sleeve and really puts her pride and pain out there. She doesn't hold shit inside until it blows up. That's my take. Um, Q-Ball also wanted to say, I went on a buddy's stream and he was playing the game and I just sat and watched and thought of what I just said. And I'm so empathetic towards Ellie because she's strong and she has her heart on her sleeve and it's very open to see. Agreed. Um, I think we'd all, we all definitely sort of... Um, a lot of us, I think. Sorry, did you guys vote as well? I voted for Ellie because I feel like I identify with Ellie. Did um, oh, yeah. I would I would say Joel just because Joel. okay uh, just be, just because of the fact that um as I mean just because Ellie her, the reason why everyone says says that Ellie would be such a great leader is because the biggest thing about her is that she is so empathetic. Yeah, and as much as. I would like to say that I can see everybody's point of view in a certain situation. Sometimes I can't, I am not the most empathetic person in the world. Mm -hmm. So, the, and not only that, I can be guarded sometimes when it comes to certain, when it comes to pe certain people, like I'm very much, I'm very guarded. I put on a facade performance uh, to people that I don't really know. So nice. like, I feel like that's very much kind of like a Joel thing because clearly Joel is, very hurt he's very traumatized he's very wounded soul but he puts on this asshole demeanor like he's a tough guy but he's actually like you know he's a teddy bear you know <laughs> the big softy so that's uh, why i feel like that's why i would say i i would identify more joel. with joel than than ellie and that, just for that alone yeah uh jordan what about you i voted for ellie only because yeah. you know I think to Kenji's point, I'm a super empathetic person just in general. And so I'm going to, I, I tend to trust my gut more with feelings, actions, and decisions rather than relying on like what I've already known about people because people's ability to make decisions and people's ability to change often is a, a source of change in itself, right? And so mm -hmm. I trust my gut more because I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Or this, I don't know how to feel about this. And I feel like I would also be like Ellie in a way where it was like, I'm automatically like, instead of being like, oh, I don't give a shit about you. Like 
and being that as a facade, which Joel generally does, and it's because he's so guarded, I'd be more like Ellie, where it's like, no, I'm going to care about you. I know exactly which, like, I'm going to do anything that I can to make sure that you survive, right? Like, fuck what I need. Like, fuck what I need to do to, like, get that. I'm going to be able to do that for anybody um, in this sort of situation. And so that's why I feel like, you know, when we see sort of Ellie hunting and, like, being like, no, fuck you, like, all this stuff. And then even so, like, trying to play into people's emotions and then biting their fucking hand, right? Like, to, like, do that, right? And then use the fact that, like, she's immune or whatever, to do that, I could totally see myself doing that to just make sure that the people I love are safe. Yeah, I I agree. I you know, um, in terms of Ellie being very empathetic, I agree with that. I I feel like sometimes I'm like that as well. The reason I voted for Ellie, it's kind of forgive me. This is going to sound incredibly cynical. So Ellie, I feel like starts out her journey very optimistic, and as you know, her journey continues, she starts to become a little bit more world weary and cynical. And I feel like that's how, you know, where I'm at today at 36, I was really optimistic in my youth, like very much so. And then as life and as circumstances and as things happened, I've grown a lot more cynical and a lot darker. And I feel like I I do have a tendency sometimes to bottle things up. I think that that's kind of a Joelish sort of trait. Um, but then I also have a tendency, I think, to to really end up um, after things get bottled up, just like kind of explode, not in a, you know, cleaver, crazy explosion, but like, and, you know, just, just overall. Um, But, but yeah, Ellie, Ellie, I felt like was, it's, it's a journey that I felt like I was, it was more familiar with in my life than, than Joel's. Um, Interestingly enough, I feel like Joel's the opposite, right? He's, he's the cynic and the pessimist that has seen it all, that it's sick of the death of the world and has enough shit from everybody. But then this girl comes along and starts to break his walls down. And as you as you mentioned, Ken, Kenji, you kind of put it uh, very well. Um, he's a big soft teddy bear. We all love Joel. Um, big J-Dub also agrees he's a teddy bear too, or she. Uh, they're <laughs> a teddy bear, sorry. I'm not entirely sure who's behind the big J-Dub, um, but they're a teddy bear. Um, I think Nam Talk Network put I'm a badger. <laughs> um, and then Cuball said I'm a freaking wolf. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. We're all animals, guys. I'm like, when did we become animals? What's going on here? <laughs> I, I I'm not sure. <laughs> as long as no one's a deer. That's funny. as long as um, no one's a deer. As long as no one's a deer that gets shot and eaten by cannibals, that's fine. Um, interestingly enough. I do think that the animal analogy is sort of apt for this episode because when you think about it, there's a lot of parables in the Bible that use sheep as symbolism, right? Like mm. David is the shepherd. These are the sheep. He said it several times throughout this, this uh, episode. He refers to them as, as uh, you know, um, a flock, but it, there, it comes in the question. And again, this is an idea inspired by a, a new rock stars uh, episode breakdown that I watched. Um, it, it begs the question, is David really a shepherd or is he a wolf in the sheep's clothing? You know, um, so it's he's he's clearly obviously he's clearly feasting on half of these these citizens. So literally the wolf uh, eating the sheep. 
um but uh but also he's 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 a predator you know we know that he's a predator um and and as the episode continues ellie's been captured there's a kind of hannibal lecter sort of moment where they're they're in the cage but then ellie sees an ear on the ground so it confirms that these guys have been eating people uh that their mystery venison meat is dead people it's hannah's father it's everyone else that's that's dead we see later on as Joel uh, investigates Silver Lake, uh, he finds Ellie's backpack, he finds a deer carcass, and then he finds several dead human carcasses hanging out, or upside down, headless, frozen, disgusting. Charlie Green is people! <laughs> God, yeah, Charlie Green is people. And then, um, worst of all, I think more, most sickening of all, David's trying to relate to Ellie oh, you're like me, oh, we'll let Joel go, oh, you know, join me, and together we'll rule all of Silver Lake, um, you know, and uh, he he puts his hand out to her, and then he tries to caress her hand, and thank God, Ellie just, like, snaps his finger, and, uh, you know, tells him, you know, you tell them that Ellie broke your fucking finger, um, which is amazing, and then, um, Ellie, you know, they come back for Ellie. They're about to to cleave her, basically. And she tells them in a very crafty, very smart move, I'm infected, you know, now you are too, because I just bit you. And David starts to freak out, but she uses that time wisely to take the cleaver, which is right next to her her head, and uh, to kill original Joel. (laughs) Sorry, Troy Baker. (laughs) Um, And Troy Baker's just bleeding out, like, to death. And then... um, escapes into the rest of the steakhouse um setting it ablaze uh as she as she tries to defend herself against david i'm going to stop there because there's one more bit that i want to talk about towards the end uh her confrontation with david along with joel finding her but what did we think of because i glossed over a lot there um ellie's discovery of the 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 ear david's attempted seduction both emotional seduction and physical seduction of ellie um and and ellie's daring escape and then r.i.p to to troy baker um uh jordan i'll start with you any uh any thoughts on all of that yeah so it was the it was the ear for me that i was like oh shit and then even at this point like uh, there were still some things, especially with David, that I was like, wasn't connecting. And I was I was pissed off at myself when I finally connected it, right? Yeah. And it was like, you know, I, the moment that you're probably going to want, that you're going to want to talk about and then, you know, later. Um, but I'm like, what the, like, what the fuck's going on? I did shed a tear for Troy Baker's demise. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. I know he was a part of the fold, but like, I did shed a tear. I was like, no no but Mm. you had to die i get it um and i feel like uh you know the way that sort of bella ramsey slash ellie handled this scene was great i thought it was just it was fantastic i thought the acting was great um but i think overall um this i was like shit like this dude's a fucking asshole yeah like he's an asshole like what the fuck and like it's still like oh blah, blah, i'm still gonna get the prize i'm still gonna do this and i'm like nah bitch like your place is on fire 
like yeah. you're yeah. gonna die mm. like i can see it coming right um and uh yeah this was where it started to get really heavy for me and then you know we'll talk about the the latter point where i just started bawling <laughs> in my room watching this. um but yeah i i definitely think it was um it was it was definitely this was the part of the episode i was like oh shit oh my god oh my god what's going on oh my god who, who's what's going on so i was gonna make a a joke about the irony of how in the game troy baker sticks his neck out for ellie and then here ellie sticks her neck anyways but it doesn't work i love um, it yes ah. I like that. I like that one. That was way better than the, the one I that I did. Like 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 Ellie reaching for the cleaver anyway. Um <laughs> but no, I thought that was way better than the one that I just did. Jesus fuck. <laughs> oh, Kenji, Kenji, what'd you think of all of this? Uh David um, trying to seduce Ellie, uh the discovery that Soylent Green is people, and then um the R.I.P. Troy Baker. I love that you said Soylent Green. I love it. <laughs> I, I know. Like, I, I mean, I mean, it was great. It was. A, I, yeah. I mean, it was a great moment because, like, I will say the um, it's you know, it, it, it's interesting because the thing about David is that he's like Ellie is extremely smart. She's extremely cunning. She thinks that she's been like, she thinks she's been like five steps ahead of this guy the entire time. But he's like, yes, I know you're five steps ahead of me, but I'm six steps ahead. You may be five steps ahead, but I'm six steps ahead. And like, and he doesn't really, and it's obvious, and that doesn't even, and she doesn't even realize that until he even says like, and that's when, you know, we realized, you know, that we found out that this crazy guy was traveling with a little girl, you know, like, you know, and, and it's like, and it's not until he says, like I said, things happen for a reason. It's not until he says that, that even it triggers, it registers for her, like, oh, shoot. So, like, he realizes mm. that she is someone completely different than anybody that he's dealt with. So he sees, like, he's like, she's, he sees her as, like, this apex kind of, you know, apex predator kind of person in the food chain like he is and that's why he was he, that's why he's like so drawn to her and of course the fact that you know that way that he's like i want to like be with you and I, like you know how he wants to like he romantically proposes to her it's like first of all the fact that you also find out that he's a teacher before all this happens makes you wonder how much did he of this did he do back then too you know right. because unfortunately the world is horrible and people of authority have a tendency to do this sometimes yep um but also but i also love that this entire episode it kind of is the first time that we see that there is real consequence to these to joel and ellie's actions yeah. in all of these episodes like mm -hmm. we thought that there was just these three rando joe schmoes of, of that of four i guess because there are four people that they ultimately got sent out but yeah, yeah. Uh, these four random Joe Schmoes, one of them gets killed by Joel. And you're just like, oh, and you'll never have to see them again. But no, it's like we find out they, they all have a name. James, Marco, Alec, you know, like they all had names. And because of that, and it's like, and not only that, it's like not only do they, they these are all people. Not only are these all people, but these are people who ultimately have they are real people and there are real consequences to the things that you do. And yeah. obviously, for those of us who know anything about Last of Us Part Two, we see that 
this is kind of a bit of a foreshadowing yes to the ultimate events that end up happening in that game yep. so yeah yep. i'm really excited how, you this, how this is this is like a very subtle way of like kind of like letting us dip our toes into that yep. well of you yep. know you know this is gonna be a thing that's gonna be happening guys <laughs> so bingo yeah. The idea of consequences, it's a theme that resonates throughout this entire series. Um, definitely something that I think we're going to be talking about in the future for sure. Um, we could, we should definitely get to the final bit of this episode. Um, you know, Ellie and David are based, David is hunting Ellie around the restaurant. In the game, by the way, this is pretty cool because you are stealthily trying to navigate around the booths while the restaurant is on fire. And you have to go up to David every five seconds when he's not looking and then like shank him a little bit and then go away. Yeah. And um, they play it out really creepy, really well here. Um, and, uh, you know, there ends up being this cathartic moment where Ellie is able to get the upper hand over David, um, reaching for the cleaver as he's trying to, um, you know, uh, attack her. And she just cleaves away at him, thank God. And she's crying and blood is splattering everywhere. And it's this traumatic experience that is going to stay with her and haunt her for the rest of her life, all unleashed in a single moment of, of rage and fear right then and there. And she saves herself, essentially, as she does in the game. She saves herself. We, Everyone who played the game, I think, was expecting, because you're playing as Ellie at this point in the game, you're expecting that the narrative was going to shift and you were going to play as Joel and rescue her. Because Joel does actually have moments where he's around Silver Lake and he's shooting people from afar and everything. But you are playing as Ellie in this one, and Ellie saves herself. Um, and thank God Joel finds her you know, and this to me is probably one of the most iconic scenes from the game, especially for me. Ellie's freaking out and obviously completely traumatized by everything that just happened. And Joel just grabs her and holds her close and hugs her like his like she was Sarah almost and says, it's OK, baby girl. I've got you. I've got you, baby girl. And just like the, the pet name that he said for his own daughter. And it is it is probably one of you know the 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 pinnacle of Joel's character development in this in this game personified in a single scene. Um, so I know Jordan, you had a lot to say about this. What did what did what did you think about this ending? That moment with Joel, Ellie's unleashing of rage and fury and fear on David's face with a cleaver. Um, all of it. Um, thoughts? Yeah. Um, Pedro Pascal saying "baby girl." got me i don't know what it was i was like i know i know this is like a like a hallmark moment for y'all but i'm like hey pedro pascal you can call me baby girl but <laughs> but to be fair i yeah. like I, when he said that that's when i really started to cry because i was like shit like all he's trying to do is comfort this girl who he knows and he sees right because she's covered in blood like right. has been through fucking hell and she's just like and then and then it's the you know it's the fact that ellie just blanked out and you could see it and you're like fuck like 
fucking fuck, 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 right? Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of this, um, it was actually producer Steph and then my best friend who they watch, you know, The Last of Us. I said, hey, there's some essay triggers here. So if you have some of those things, like just be aware that this is something, you know, because this this episode, but this whole entire series deals with a lot, right? Like, but this can be very triggering for people that have dealt with something like this. And that's when I made the connection. And I hate to say it, right? But I'm like, I was like, I was like, you need to die. You need to die. And it was poetic justice that Ellie got the cleaver and just hacked him to death. And I didn't care. I was like, fuck yeah. You yeah. need to do what you need to do to get out of there. And then she did. And then, you know, you think that like, she she doesn't know what's going on. She's traumatized. She's going through like all of this trauma in her head. And then Joel grabs her. And then she's like, autumn instinctively just like, get away from me and then he's like no 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 and then he was like i got you baby and she's like and you can kind of see her just sort of relax and then but then she collapses into <laughs> herself and then she's like blank and i'm like fuck like this is too much to unpack in this entire episode like this is way too much right because anybody that's ever been through any type of trauma like and has had that reaction or worse or any type of sort of traumatic reaction to something that happens you're like I don't know how to process that, right? Because you're like, you're reliving it, right? Like you're doing that. Um, but the fact that Joel is alive and well and doing good and the fact that Ellie survived and they're going to continue on to, you know, do, you know, to sort of have to deal with this and talk about it in the next episode is going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely an emotional roller coaster, And um, yeah, this was, one of the episodes th this was literally the like i balled at episode three right because i was like oh my god like fuck but this one i was like this one hit a new level for me that is gonna definitely stick with me for um this entire series so i think um and, and yes absolutely not not even just this season right but the entire series as a whole i think the the repercussions of this moment i think um are, are definitely going to radiate. It's interesting because I, I think even though this moment personifies Joel's full arc, it actually also personifies Ellie's too, because mm. who Ellie is in the beginning of the show, making these pun jokes and things like that, the, mm. the almost innocent, um, not, not quite fully innocent because of everything that happened with Riley, but, but somewhat innocent. It, it's changed immediately after this episode, you know, after that moment with the cleaver. Um, and it's it for 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 the worst, in my opinion, because she's now, you know, that that violent spirit and that violent streak, that innocence is lost in that moment, I think. And it's it's really one of the most haunting things ever. Um, Ken Kenji, what are your thoughts on on this ending on Ellie, on Joel, on David's death, all of that? Well, in the game, uh it, well, obviously, it, they talk about it in the podcast that it, it, from a logistical standpoint, they had to change it a little bit differently from the show. But in the game, Joel's the one that actually stops Ellie from going full on just, ah! But yeah. she, he actually steps in. Yeah. And, and logistically, they had to change it because they're like, hold on, we said the doors are locked from the inside. The guy has the keys. How the hell is he going to get in? It just logistically didn't make any sense. So... Unfortunately, it ended up making it a much more poignant situation where it's Ellie having to 
really has to deal with that in that moment because like like you know like when when we first see her she goes like she goes about five or six times more than she had to at first and then there's like a pause and then she just keeps going and it's just like and it's like that moment you just realize it's like you you get to you really get like a glimpse of just the the trauma and the damage that's happening at this moment you know and obviously you know at the very end where joel gets to uh you know he he finally finds her and just goes hey everything's okay and he gets to hold her tight you know just what she needs in that very moment you know which is you know obviously because of the fact that he didn't get to really stop her in that that shocking moment like that means that she had to like sit there for a moment for a few minutes going now that i've done that where are the keys Okay, there are the keys. Okay, I have to go outside. I need to unlock a door. Like, there's, like, so much time where she has to just, like, live with what she's doing as opposed to, like, what she's done as opposed to, like, how how they had to play it out in the game. So it was so much quicker. But um, I also will say, we need to stop being so thirsty for Pedro. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, someone tried to read him the thirsty quotes from to him, and he was, like, really, like, uncomfortable about it, apparently. <laughs> like, apparently, <laughs> apparently at the Mandalorian, someone tried to read him, like, the Daddy Pedro, like, we, people have been making, he's like, I don't need to read that. I don't need to know that. It is it is his fault for being for being daddy, right, Jordan? Period. Uh, there you go. No, I'm he kidding. said it. He said it. And then when he did the lie detector test on uh, uh, Vanity Fair, he looks at this shit when he's down. Like he he was like the, like the the person asked him and was like, "Do you look at Pedro Pascal fan accounts when you're feeling down?" And he goes, "Yes, I do." And I'm like, "So it's your fault, bitch. Like you don't get to complain." You don't get to be like bashful. Like I get it, you're human. Well, but at the same time, you feed into this. Like you, I feel, I feel like we're saying, well, what was he wearing? What was he wearing? What was Pedro wearing? Well, it's his fault. Because what was Pedro wearing? Totally, totally get it. Yeah, yeah. totally. Get it's it. one yeah. thing. It's one thing for it to be like that, but then it's another for him to be like, "I'm daddy. Uh, I will be your slutty daddy." Okay, okay, you're get you're giving the girls and the gays what they want. Okay, look okay. at him, look at him, audience, look at him. He's right here. This face is here. No, I'm still about original Joel Troy Baker. Love you, but this face. Mm. I, I I mean I yeah. will say that like it 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 sucks that we don't really get to recognize Troy so more as Joel because clearly when they made the character model, clearly the character model is obviously. Uh, for those of you who don't know, they literally take like five different phases usually, and yeah. they go, "Okay, we really like the eyes from this guy, we really like the nose from this guy, and we like the jawline from this guy, and the lips from this guy, and the ears from another dude, and uh, we have the acid for hair from another guy." So we're just gonna throw yeah. this all in together. Yeah. Like, that's how they make a lot of these facial characters. But um, yeah, I, I would say like it's so, like that's why like if you were wondering like why doesn't James look exactly like the guy? Well, that's why. So like. Yeah. It's so yeah, it's but, interesting uh, because when Pedro first casted as as Joel, actually, I was like, I love him. I think it's a great casting call. I think he's a total perfect, like in the in the spirit of Mandalorian. This is almost like a very similar concept. It works very, very well um, to have him play that character. But 
I will say he looked nothing like Joel and the Joel that I thought mm -hmm. um, in my head, you know, um, especially the, the video game version, the Troy Baker version. I think Troy Baker actually looked a little bit more like Joel than than um, and Pedro Pascal, which which, of course, you know, not to get on my soapbox, but I do wish that voice actors would get a little bit more um, opportunity to to portray their live action counterparts sometimes, because I know that this industry can tend to be biased and they'll cast A-list stars to portray these characters when the, the the voice actors could do just as good, if not even better of a job uh, portraying that the characters that they they knew and they love, like like uh, like um, the actress that plays um, uh, God, not Tess, not Maria. Help me, somebody. Um, Marlene, the actress. That oh, plays yeah. 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 Um, is the same actress from the voice, the same voice actress from the games. I, I wish that they took that approach. Having said that, Pedro has been knocking it out this season. I'm sure Troy Baker loves his performance. I love his performance. It's a different portrayal. Really well done. Um, I will say as well, Kenji, I wanted to touch on something really quickly. In the spirit of foreshadowing, we won't get super into it or anything like that, but it's funny that this the, the show takes an approach that's different from the game where, where, you know, Joel immediately is there to comfort her and stop her from perpetuating this violence to David. And that's how she kind of deals with the trauma, but her dealing with the trauma, her dealing with the, the violence, the outburst alone and really escaping that barn um, by herself. Uh, but also going through that journey of both somewhat revenge and also violence all on her own too i think that might be telling and foreshadowing about things in the future um you know so i'm i don't want to say anything obviously but uh i i think this won't be the first time that ellie's going to deal with something traumatic i think down the line um you know and it ends up being a a very soldiery uh, we have one final redemption you guys hydrate i'm actually out of tea so I will not be able to join you guys for this final hydrate, uh, but go ahead and hydrate. Um, we are actually at time. And I want to just say to everyone who's on the chat, who's watching right now, thank you guys so much for all of this. This has been a really amazing episode to deconstruct. It's a dark episode, so we definitely couldn't do it without a few laughs, courtesy of you guys. And we're always, always grateful that you guys tune in. Thank you, Q-Ball, Boba Fett, uh, J-Dub. Um, you know, you, you, it was, it was just great uh, chatting with you. Um, hopefully, you guys can join us for next week because next week, you guys, it's bittersweet. It is our final episode of the season. I know it's that so we'll sad. be back for season two. Who knows when that's going to be? Probably two years, the way HBO kind of puts out seasons, but. <laughs> Um, that being said, um, we we hope you all can join us. Uh, doing this is such a wonderful opportunity for us and celebration for us. And let's celebrate this amazing show by bringing it out with a bang. Uh, join us next uh, next Monday for the final episode of season one of The Last of Us. Until then, Jordan Orozco, where can everyone find you? Uh, Instagram, CityStar13. Follow me. Watch my stories. Do all that. Do all the things. <laughs> do all, all the things that's all i got that's all, all i got the things. no 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 city of stars 13 everybody follow jordan he is awesome his stories are the best and he's just if you like how fun how witty and how brilliant he is on this podcast imagine that 24 7 on instagram guys he's that's what he's doing so uh always always wonderful to have you jordan kenji our good buddy where can everyone find you 
Uh, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Kenjinator. You can also find me on Twitch at the Kenjinator. And on Sundays, uh, I'm not sure about this Sunday because I think my dad might be scuba diving in Thailand. I'm not exactly sure what's going on. But usually on Sundays, uh, yeah, the Gatewalker Saga, check us out. His Twitch channel is at KD in LA, where we have a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Sundays, uh, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Check it out. Awesome. And as always, I've been your host, Mike Manalo. Um, definitely catch me uh, at TidyBullBoy182 on Twitter and Instagram, but also on the Nerds of Color and WhatToWatch.com and That's It LA. Um, always a pleasure to have you guys. Thank you for tuning in and uh, we'll see you for one final episode next week, guys. Thank you so much for uh, tuning into Basic Binges. Um, see you guys soon. <laughs>